Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Ooh, show me how to do that too. It's not as easy as it looks. I know, but you're good at this. Go on, show me how to do it too. You're going to have to pay me, okay? All right. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Ah, excuse me. And so guess what? We are continuing on. Yesterday, we started talking about how to plan a big career win. And so today, we're going to continue that, but we're going to be talking about the critical approach to your big career plan, okay? So join me on the flip as we get into it. All right, so thank you for joining me today. And today, we're actually going to be taking a a good look at how to plan your big career win, And but we're going to do it from a, a critical thinking approach, okay? And if you listen to yesterday, and I I do encourage you to please go back and listen to yesterday because it was some really good stuff in there. And that reminds me, let me just go on and do a quick recap. So yesterday we talked about how to plan a big career win. And I talked to you about some things that you you definitely need to be aware of and in your back pocket. And that is, it's going to take some patience self-reliance and ego control. They've got to be your friend throughout this process because you're going to have to humble yourself. You're going to have to bide your time and it's not going to happen overnight. And so the next thing we talked about are some of the highly desirable skills that you'll need if you really want to have a, 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 a make a, any kind of um, real go for a, a career win. Okay. And that's going to be, you need to have critical thinking that leads to creative, innovative problem solving. And you need to also have almost near seamless adaptability, meaning that you're like a cat. You always land on your feet, no matter how you fall, where you land or anything like that. And then uh, the, the the next one is to, is to be able to do non-routine tasks that span a speciality as well as uh, general knowledge, meaning that you are a hedge fox. And we talked about that yesterday, so go and check it out. And then we talked about a structure of how to do this. And we looked at the crawl, walk, run structure. And I talked talk to you about whether you are a uh, employee, well, not employee, but whether you are self-employed, an entrepreneur, or a person who wants to get into business. And we talked about what the crawl section of that look like. So to crawl, that means you're usually going to be doing something on your on your own, even if you are a self-employed entrepreneur or you're trying to start with an idea to gather up a, a team of people. And then the walk section is going to be just that, that team where you sm- start out with a small team of people 
who are comrades on the same level, uh, with the same goals, trying to achieve something and you work together to achieve it. And then once you scale it up, that's when you run with a company. And the main difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur is going to be employees. Yeah. When you are a company and you are responsible for employees, for payroll, and you are responsible for moving parts, uh, it's a different role than if you are an entrepreneur or if you are a team. Because with the entrepreneurs and the teams, they are concerned with all aspects of the business. They are the people who are fueling the knowledge, the brains, and the labor a lot of times. Whereas with a business, a business is an entity. And usually the person running that, your job is not to run the business in the sense that you're doing everything. It's where you are the person feeding attention and monies and marketing and all of this kind of stuff to keep the business in uh, the best position it can be to do what it needs to do. So there's a difference with that. So then we talked a little bit about uh, discovering uh, the domain you're in and uh, how to start accomplishing your achievement. And we spent the last part of yesterday talking about implementation and execution. And that's really important that you understand what is part of the implementation of your plan and then how to go about executing it. And so today we are picking up and thank you for letting me go through that um, that summary. So today we're picking up on the critical thinking approach to uh, planning your big career win. And I'm not going to be able to teach you everything about critical thinking, but just understand that in the scope of what we're doing today, um, hopefully my my agenda and my objective is by the time I thank y'all for being here, you will have a pretty solid understanding of how to do a, a diagnostic on yourself to see where you are and how you can get to the point of being able to... Uh, come up with your career plan and know what you, what it's going to take to do that. All right, so let's get started. And I have some notes here, y'all. Y'all know I got my notes. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to borrow from my business side and don't roll your eyes. I know we talk a lot about wisdom here, but there comes a time when you have to delve into the uh, everyday, everyday, the practicality of the thing. And, you know, bills still, still come along and you have to know that we're moving into a time where just about everybody who is not uh, already um, independently wealthy or on the track to being independently wealthy, whether it is by inheritance, uh, birthing of children or whatever, you need to know this. So with this, I'm going to be using a, a framework that moves away from the traditional way of doing application and process. And so I am not going to be giving you a step-by-step -step recipe. Nope. Nope, nope. So today is not going to be about uh, step one, step two, step three. Today is going to be, I'm going to be moving you into a, a framework where we make sense of what needs to happen. And when you try to have a sense-making model or a framework that I'm about to talk about, what you're doing is, is you're acknowledging that you don't have the categories and the framework already set up and you're able to just slide the data into the different little pockets and, and it's all going to fit well. And the reason why is because this is an unknown for you. This is unknown for, for uh, how you're going to go about doing it. There is not a, there's not a, a procedures book that somebody's going to hand you and say, um, here, 
Michelle, follow exactly to the letter and this is going to get you exactly what you want. And we all know that. No, that would be capricious. That's just not how life is. And so when it comes to things like this, we have to learn that you can't use a regular model of step-by-step recipes. Oh no, we are no longer in the cook's house. We are in the realm of the chef. And the difference between a cook and a chef in this regards, or in any regard, is that a cook is really good at understanding a lot of recipes and understanding how to work in a kitchen. And uh, they are uh, really good at even possibly making up stuff uh, that will taste good on a, a smaller a smaller level. But when you get into a chef's world, a chef not only is uh, trained, skillfully trained, I should say, on how to make recipes, but a chef knows the the system of producing food for consumption for various different levels of people. That chef knows all of that stuff that the cook is not aware of, like uh, ventilation uh, when you're cooking to have the optimal um environment for not only your people but your equipment to work what how what kinds of foods are going to work well with what kinds of whatever and they know a lot of stuff and so when we're in this sense making model that we're about to talk about the sense making model helps us to get a rein on all of that in the chef's realm And so it's time to stop trying to approach this like a home cook and move into the big leagues. Okay, so I made mention of this uh, framework yesterday and I was like, you know what? And I'm using it for uh, a commercial project that I'm working on with uh, a company. And um, I was like, this still works for individuals and it's a very wise model. So I want to give a shout out um, uh, to Dave Snowden. He's Welsh. He lives in England and he came up with this uh, early 2000s, but it is a sense making model to figure out where you are and what's the best way to proceed to get to a goal, to uh, set up a process or to uh, problem solve. So um, the name of it, and because he's, I said he's Welsh because he gave it a Welsh name uh, that means habitat or a place of multiple belongings and it's called Conavent. And it's spelled C-Y-N-E-F-I-N. And I posted the link in the show notes yesterday to the Wikipedia. I'll do it again today so you guys can have that. But it's a brilliantly, elegantly simple uh, graphic of of this system. Now, yesterday, I kind of, you know, tried to tell you the different components. Today, I'm not going to tell you all the components. I'm not going to try to teach you the format because this is about getting you a big career win. So I'm just going to use the format. How about that? We're going to use the format to get you to where you are, where you need to be. Excuse me. Okay. So with this critical uh, thinking approach, we're using a sensing one to figure out where we are. I'm going to just tell you straight from the rip. Whenever you are at the point where you're like, I need I need either I need more or oops, sorry, you guys, that's my notes falling. I need more or I need uh, to do something I've never done before. You're going to be in the land of disorder. That's the realm you're going to be in. It's in disorder. And you guys, I've been setting you up real nicely by doing the talks about chaos so that you wouldn't be so afraid of chaos when we talked about it here. You see how I love y'all. You see how I do that. All right. So 
the way we're going to do this is you're in the land of chaos. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. When you're trying to set yourself up for a big career move, a big career win, you're wanting to accomplish something that you've never accomplished before, well, can't nobody tell you nothing, where you're not dependent on hopefully getting a partnership from somebody or uh, a raise or uh, a promotion where you are actually dictating uh, how you're able to achieve and win and grow. You're going to be, you're going to possibly, not possibly, I'm going to just tell you, you're going to need to operate in either the realm of the complicated or the realm of the complex. I'm going to say that again. You're going to have to operate in the land of the complicated or the land of the complex. Now, the way this Conifin framework is set up, I, I mentioned it yesterday, and just visualize, pretend that you are writing on the, the screen of your mind, and pretend you have these um, these four uh, blocks that fit on top of each other. Okay, and but in the middle there's a tear right in the middle where they would intersect, and in that tear is the disorder, and that's where you are right now. And so you have an equal chance of going to any of those four blocks, depending on how you critically assess what's going on in your situation. Now, as I said before, the outcome for a big career win is going to be the top two blocks. I'm just going to tell you, the top two blocks are going to be the ones that are going to give you that big big career win. The bottom two blocks, you may be tempted to go to, I'm going to just say, you might be tempted to go to the lower right one, or you might be pulled into the lower left one. And it's okay. Either one of them is okay, but these are not the ones you want to stay in because these are not going to give you that big career win that you want. All right, so let's get to talking about it. All right, so the way this is set up with this uh, Conifin framework, like I said, it's a it's a it's a making sense of your world kind of model. And uh, Dave Snowden uh, talks about the four different situations we find ourselves in once we leave out of the land of disorder. And so the Things that we have taken for granted, like when we talked about best practices, you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard that before, but everybody talks about best practices and they they put best practices as the optimal way of doing things. Everybody, and I know I was trained this way, everyone wanted to have best practices, so much so that we did benchmarking, we looked at other companies, we tried to pick the best of what they did to incorporate into our world, and we only wanted to be perfect, 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 because best practices is the way you did something. Now, let me just tell you, best practices is how you're possibly living your life right now. You could probably say, Michelle, nothing about my life is best. But trust me, it is. Because best practices, Dave also calls this the obvious practice. This is the uh, land of the obvious. This is Captain Obvious. And the reason why it's the land of the obvious is because you sense something, you immediately know how to categorize it, you know, meaning that you know, I've, I've been here before, I know how this works, or you can even identify what needs to happen so that you can take the appropriate action. And so with best practices in this little block of obviousness, this is going to be the 
applications and the process and the procedures and the recipe that I talked about. So this is going to be your home cook over here. It sure is. Um, Now, because there's a lot of order to it, it means that you can categorize something. And so this is going to be your home cook. This is also going to be where your job is. See, this is the land that you've been in. And it's in, they. this is an ordered domain where everything falls into place. A plus B equals C, one plus two equals three. It, everything makes sense. And that's why it is obvious because it's obvious to anyone. If you can make it fit in any kind of previously determined uh, category or situation that you've encountered, okay? So it's a nice progression. And that's why, If you are high on process, you like having your planning. And I hate to say it because I love my planners. I got a lot of friends. There has never been a planner or a time management system that they could say no to. Unfortunately, this is where y'all live. (laughs) Y'all live in this obvious land, okay? And I'm come back to obvious because obvious has got some issues that you got to be careful with that I did address when I talked about um, chaos and order the other day. All right. So on the other side of this, remember, we're, we're below at the bottom. So we're moving over to the lower left. And this is the land of chaos. This is the chaotic um, place. And what did I tell you guys on um, uh, Embrace Chaos? Y'all go listen to it if you haven't, because I put my foot in that one. OK, uh, that is going to be where it's novel practice, meaning that you've never done it before. And so everything is going to be new and you're just feeling your way around. And it is in it is still in the land of disorder. But what you're doing is, is you're now, instead of being totally confused, you're starting to be proactive to probe and, you know, pick your way through and try to figure out, well, what is it I'm dealing with? You're actually trying to figure out, um, to get your bearings. So yesterday I talked about, uh, having a near seamless adaptability. This is where adaptability is built in the in the realm of chaos. So remember I told you that, yeah, you can go in these realms and get what you need, but get on out of there because they will give you gifts, but you can't stay in there and uh, and thrive. Because like David Snowden says, when, and I like the way he says, he says, now you can, he said, you can voluntarily go um, to the realm of chaos. And when you voluntarily go to this land of chaos, he says, uh, to do that, that means that you are doing it for renovation, meaning that you are wanting to renew your understanding of your world and to get a reset. Just like I talked about in the other day, that chaos means new and it can bring abundance of new stuff. Okay. And so it's a novel practice um, that you would do. So with that, he says that, you know, if you end up there and you weren't planning on it, the first thing you have to do is, you guessed it, stabilize yourself as soon as possible. Doesn't this sound like MacGyver? Doesn't this sound like uh, upping your adaptability quotient? So when you're uh, starting off and you're wanting to um, upgrade your uh, career path and you want to get a big win and you don't know what to do, the first thing I'm going to say is, is figure out what's obvious. Mm-hmm. Figure out all the approaches and stuff like that. And after you figured out what's obvious, if there's something left over, if there's something that doesn't fit in your processes, in your procedures, you know, in your home cook realm, you know, in your in your exchange money 
uh, a time for money framework of the obvious, then check and see if there is any kind of unknown, anything that you've never seen before, anything that you don't even have the, um, you don't even have enough data, enough information to analyze it, to even make sense of it. And so you, you're forced yeah, I said force. You're forced to poke around and try to figure out, well, where am I? That means you're in the land of chaos. And the thing about the obvious is he also calls this land the simple land. This is where everything is simple. And he says, be careful because the simple area is the area you want to be in the least amount of time. Because the, po- the point, the side where obvious touches the chaos It's a cliff that you can easily fall into when you think everything is simple. And I've been so guilty of this. I'm saying, oh, I'm going to be a full-time best-selling author and it's going to be simple. And I got my one, two, three, my step two, three, my recipe, and I'm good to go. And then when there were elements that were chaotic, uh, entities that I couldn't control and didn't have the insight in, aka Amazon changing um, the their models. You see, I have been writing before there was a um, Kindle Unlimited. I, you know, I started writing when the Kindle came out. And so I wasn't used to that. And each time I got thrown into chaos, but I didn't have a way to make sense of what was happening. So I didn't necessarily get all the benefits of temporarily being in chaos. And it took me a long time because I didn't realize that the reason why you go into chaos is to become more adaptable and to become more stable. But once you become adaptable and and stable, it's time for you to get out of there. And remember, I told you when we started this, that the places you want to be when you're trying to make big moves in your career is going to be in the land of complicated or the land of complex. Don't let those words scare you. I'm going to just cut to the chase and tell you, you want to be up here because everybody is trying to be in the land of obvious. Everybody wants simple processes and recipes to follow. Everybody wants to know what they know and not have any kind of uh, chaotic things messing with them and throwing them off. People love the known. People fear the unknown. And so when you start moving out of obvious and you get your lessons from being in the land of chaos, then you can go to the complex and the complicated. And if you can, just Google an image of the uh, Conovin framework, and this will make total sense to you of how I'm, how I'm talking about this. So now let's talk about these, these two blocks up here. Uh, now, the thing is with the making sense model, nothing is in hierarchy. Everything is okay. You know, I will say that if I had to tell you which one to not try to spend much time in, it would, of course, be the the ones at the bottom, the chaotic realm and the obvious slash simple realm. And of those two, I would say stay out of the obvious slash simple realm the most. And the reason why is because that's where everybody's duking it out. That's where all the laborers are. That's where all the people, the pick me's. I want a job. Pick me. I want to do this. Pick me. I want a promotion. Pick me. Because everybody is used to ABC, one, two, three, recipe, and anybody can do it. There is no real barrier to entry to be in the obvious land. So let's move on up. So now, that you've emerged uh, 
from the land of chaos. That means that you have been renovated to be able to think of things newly because you have learned how to regain your stability. You have probed. And um, and once you have began to probe and, you know, take some action, then you started to get a sense of what was going on so that you could respond. And that response is to move out of that. So then you can move into complicated or complex realm. And let's deal with complicated real quick. So complicated is, and I'm just going to say it, it's the realm that I tend to live in a lot of, but I'm trying to make sure I get into complex and it's hurting me, y'all, but I'm trying to get there. Um, But I live in, usually live in the land of complicated. And the reason why is because the complicated is the land of the, um, the analytic and the deep expert. This is also a land of order, but it has a difference in it in that once you sense what's going on, It requires more of you. You have to try to dig deeper to make sense of it. But with enough data and analysis of that data, then you know how to appropriately respond. It means that you are a problem solver. Yes. So the land of the complicated is where a lot of entrepreneurs are going to live because they love taking on new problems and figuring out a way. Now, Mr. Snowden calls this one good practice. And he said, you got to be careful when you're in the land of good practice, because a lot of people want to try to make good practice as simple as best practice, meaning that they'll try to tell you, you're up here and complicated. You are a uh, deep thinker. You are a problem solver. You are a go-getter entrepreneur, and you are about to wreck up the world with your things. And what what does somebody from the land obvious tell you? Well, there's only really one way to do it. And so when somebody tries to tell you that you need to only ascribe to one practice, they're trying to throw you back into best practice. But in this land, there is good practice because there are many practices, many roads lead to Rome, meaning that there are many different ways that you can do something. And it's hard because people love to be first. They love to have hierarchy. They love to be above somebody. And in this realm, That's not necessarily the case, you know? And so one of the things that um, I have to be careful of when I'm here is that I don't get to the point where I just harp on my way is the only way. I'm always trying to remind myself that just like I know something, somebody else knows something. There are a lot of deep thinkers, a lot of problem solvers who are able to sense what's going on, analyze it and respond. Now, you might be saying, well, Michelle, if you're in the complicated and you're a deep expert, why would you ever try to get over to the complex? The reason why is because depending on what you're trying to do and the situation at hand, you might not have the luxury of being in the complicated. And the reason why is because sometimes, even though you're a deep thinker and you are analytical and you can figure out stuff and you can find new ways to do things, you might not have the time, the budget, or the resources. And so sometimes it gets to the point where you're like, I have I don't have enough data. I don't have enough time to figure this out. And that means that you are no longer in the land of complication. You are in the land of complex. Okay? So, when you're in the land of complex, this is going to be where you have, are you ready for this? 
where you have a lot of global thinkers, politicians, and battlefield commanders that thrive here. And the reason why they thrive here, oh, and business owners, I'm sorry, this is going to be complex as the land of the business owner. This is another reason why a lot of people who are entrepreneurial and self-employed have a hard time owning a business because they can't seem to make the jump from the land of complicated where they are the expert to the land of complex where you are an assembler of experts. Oh, yes. Because in the land of complex, that means that there is no cause and effect that you can figure out. Uh, There are no, if this happens, then this happens, or there's no causation. Um, Well, this happened because of this. No. And it means that you have got to get more resources than what you have. It forces you to probe like in the chaotic world, probe. And then once you get a sense for going, you know, for what's happening, then you have to respond. And to, in order to do that, you got to gather resources. You got to gather people to um, solve it. And as a team, you got to come up with something. And they call this emergent practice. So this is where cutting technology happens. This is where uh, the these are the movers and the shakers and the influencers who are changing the way the rest of the world lives their lives. And it's complex. And too many times people that are down at the bottom right in the land of obvious and the simple who are all about best practices, who are all about process and everything must fit and it must be simple don't understand and they try to do what they want to do, not ever realizing that what you want to achieve is not in this realm. You have to skip over to the land of complex where it's going to take a team, it's going to take hindsight, and it's going to take uh, computing power to look at the unpredictable and be able to plan for it and have all of these different contingency plans that no one person can do. It is going to be where it is a safe doing safe fail experiments instead of fail safe experiments that the obvious person would do. It is starting to understand that if you said, I want to be Uh, I no longer want to work for anybody. I want to be a real estate agent. And you're in disorder how to get started and what to do. And you realize that in today's world, you can't be a a realtor. Oh, no, you got to be a broker if you want to make any change. And that means you got to own a business and you got to have real realtors under you. And you got to understand how to go out and pay for people's knowledge and expertise to be able to navigate the waters. And possibly you got to go into the commercial real estate realm if you really want to hit your big goals. That is going to be totally different. And you guys, when I finally learned this framework, that's how I was able to break out of the confines of my own imprisonment because I had been stuck in the land of obvious and simple and best practices for way too long. And I was scared of going into the chaotic abyss. But I had to learn that by going in there, getting my stability and learning how to uh, quickly adapt and renovate my thinking, that that was how I was able to propel myself into the complicated where I became a powerful problem solver. And I will tell you right now, I am working on making the jump to the complex. But because I have a critical approach and now you have a critical approach to understand what it takes to do what you need to, 
It's going to happen. So in my last few seconds that I have here, if what you want to do can be done on your own and you already know how to do it, you're in the land of simple and obvious. And I'm going to encourage you to get out of there and push yourself. What you want to do is if you're going to do it by yourself, you need to be a deep expert with the ability to analyze and respond based on your uh, data and uh, your understanding. But if something you want to do is going to require more than you, you are in the land of complex and you need to act accordingly by assembling a team that's going to help you to get there. And that means that you're probably going to end up being a business owner or a politician or some kind of general. So guess what? My time is up. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.